All right. Well, here we go. Uh, Kyla Bradley here with Jason Bradley. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We are. Welcome to Bradley Buzzed. Bradley Buzzed. I'm not quite <laughs> buzzed yet, but finish this next uh, space camper and uh, I'll be feeling good. We'll get there. We we both took shots of tequila right before this, which if you know me, tequila is not my thing. So that's how nervous I am to do this, but very, very excited. Her clothes will be coming off shortly. <laughs> he wishes. Um. So welcome to our podcast. This is something that I've wanted to do for a really long time. Uh, If you know me, I love podcasts. I listen to podcasts all the time. It is like my go-to when I'm driving, when I'm working, when I'm cleaning, everything. I love a good podcast. Uh, Helps me focus. I love hearing other people's hearing about their lives and what they're doing, what they're into. Um, So it's really great. And I'm really excited to do this. I'm really lucky because I have like the best husband to help with this because I have no knowledge of technical stuff. Yeah. uh, And we're, we're definitely over the top. We are uh, (laughs) super extra. Um, Instead of just plugging a couple microphones into a computer, if you can see our setup, it is quite ridiculous. Um, But you know what? Uh, we're not using it for much right now with the current state of, uh, of the world and especially concerts and events. So, um, might as well put it to good use. And, uh, also for reference, I do not listen to podcasts. Uh, so I'm going into this very blind. The closest I get to a podcast would be my man, Joe Rogan. Um, besides that, she's the podcast expert. So, uh, she's the brains behind this operation. I'm just here to maybe tell a few jokes i don't know if i'm the brains but uh definitely my idea and love that he's on board uh hopefully you guys you know like what we're talking about like what we have to say we will love any feedback that you guys have um to help make this better and give you kind of what you want. And I guess it's a great segue. We kind of just, I want to kind of tell everybody, you know, what you're going to get, what to expect. Um, You know, we're married. We've been married almost three years. Wow. That's weird. Yeah. Uh, We've been together for seven. Uh, We have a, adorable little daughter that is almost a year old so we're new parents um we live in downtown kansas city uh in a high-rise apartment that is gorgeous uh we work together which i think is incredibly unique Mm -hmm. um we have worked together the entire time that we've been together so we don't really know anything different um So we really just kind of wanted to have a platform to talk about our marriage, parenting, or at least as much as we know about parenting at this point, Um, entertainment. We want to showcase some local artists. Both of us are very, uh, Jason, very heavily involved in the local music scene um, as the director of production with our company. Um, It's a big part of his life. I am not musically talented in any way, shape, or form. I just really love music, concerts, and um, kind of that lifestyle. So I think it's... I mean, you you did put on a pretty sweet bedroom concert a couple nights ago. Oh, my God. 
Um, she was trying to drop her voice down like three octaves to sound like Sam Hunt. That was interesting. Okay. Um, thankfully, um, her refund policy's up to snuff, and uh, I got my ticket money back um, because I deserved it back. That was an entire Boda box of <laughs> wine in. And if you haven't listened to Sam Hunt's new album, I highly suggest that you do. Uh, just play it in order. It makes so much sense. Great album. Um, I won't spend too much time on that, but. Yeah, hey, babe, you got a body like a back road. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and here come the jokes. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, we're just, you know, navigating life and, and work together and parenting and marriage and. We're definitely going to bring on some um, guests. That's our big goal for this podcast is every episode, hopefully we'll have one a week. Uh, We are new at this. So, you know, no promises out of the gate, but we want to bring on, uh, you know, some of our friends, some experts um, in in their fields and and talk about different topics. And uh, yeah, so that's that's kind of what it's about. Am I missing anything? Uh, No, I think. For the most part, I think you nailed it. Um, But to add to it, I think when we were talking about doing this, we kind of realized how, I don't know if you want to say unique, um, but, you know, if you think about our lives and our backgrounds and where we come from and um, our careers, and then you just really think about our our network of friends. Um, we've got a very eclectic, uh, group of friends and, um, some that have been friends for years, some for less than that. But, um, I think it's going to be super interesting to involve our friends and people we know and, um, using some of our, uh, connections to, you know, and not only have some interesting guests on, but, uh, to talk about stuff, um, that if, if, for example, if we have someone on that is, uh, very well known. Um, we don't really want to talk to them about what every other person wants to talk to them about. We don't want to talk about the expected stuff. Like yeah. we want to kind of dive into the things that maybe the public doesn't know. The mm-hmm. the the reasons why we love people, or the reasons why we're friends with people, or the reasons why we gravitate to different people, or our relationships with them, um, and why that makes sense. So, you know hang with us, enjoy it. Uh, we'll definitely give everybody some opportunity to, you know, send questions and give you updates on who's coming on, who's talking, uh, so that you can be a part of it and feel like you're, you're involved and, and engaging. Yeah. And you know, uh, one of the questions or a few questions I know we're going to get because everyone wants to know, I'll just give you the answers now. Um, I'm six foot five and my first car was a Oldsmobile Cutlass, a 1987 model, had a uh, 307. Uh, it was a pooch. They, they didn't squeal tires at all, uh, which was not cool for a 16-year-old kid. So now that we've got that out of the way, um, I think we can uh, move along. Great. <laughs> Glad we uh, we cleared that up. You really shocked me there. I was like, first question, what? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely would not even have been on anything I would have asked. Wham, hit him hard first. Now we're going to, I'm right there just because of that, just because of my first car, we're going to get at least 10 subscribers to our podcast. I highly doubt it. But moving on, let's kind of talk about the name, Bradley Buzz. Uh, I'm sure we'll get a couple of questions and people are like, what does that mean? And 
Uh, maybe if you check out like our logo, it will all make sense, but nothing, I shouldn't say nothing. We parent a hundred percent sober. <laughs> well, I shouldn't say a hundred percent. Our kid is currently sleeping as we record this and we are not sober, but most of what we do, we like to have a glass of wine or a beer or whiskey on the rocks or, you know, it's just, it makes shots of tequila. Shots of tequila. It makes things more interesting and it definitely lets us loosen up, especially for this. But, you know, listen when you're buzzed, yeah. have some fun with us. Um, Not to mention we, that's where the name comes from. Uh, we literally work every day in the alcohol business uh, in one way or another. Um, we're literally, um, at the end of the day, our, you know, we might do concerts and events, but ultimately the goal is to sell booze. That's what makes our world go around. So um, kind of some unique aspects there as well. Um, Maybe we should talk about that. Maybe we should talk about kind of what we do or give like a a brief sure. background mm-hmm. and, and how we, uh, that would probably help people that don't know us understand how we met, um, how we decided you know, to get married and all that fun stuff. Yeah. That's how we decided to have sleepovers and, um, which eventually led to a child. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess I could start. Yeah. Kick it off. Tell us, give us like the, you know, brief overview. He likes to tell stories. So Mm, got to remind him, like, let's dial it back a little bit. People don't have all night. That is true. Um, I mean, I guess the short of it is, uh, as far as what I do for uh, work, is Kylie kind of mentioned it, but uh, director of entertainment and production for the Power and Light District. Um, been there for so many years now. Um, I think eight years, nine years, can't really remember. Mm-hmm. Um, Kyla's been there even longer than that, but um, it's been great. It's been um, such an amazing experience. Uh, to to grow in a career, but also um, was thinking about this a few nights ago, like that getting a job there and, and succeeding in a career, ultimately like that's what led to a lot of the things I have in my life now and the best things. Um, you know, it's where I met Kyla, obviously Kyla uh, and I created the child. <laughs> um, but like, let's back up. Mm-hmm. Like, what did you do before kind of your current role because that is a story in itself uh like before i ever worked there or yeah like what was what was before kansas city power and light district oh well i mean right before um i was still working in production for a local company here um doing a lot of festival production and conferences and stuff like that but before that for years um i made the majority of my living playing music full-time um, in some tribute bands of all things, uh, which now I look back and I see the pictures and I'm like, oh, wow. If you ever want to check it out, go yeah. to his Facebook. He's got some killer oh, man. photos, long hair and all, mm. bandana, sleeveless shirts. Guyliner sometimes. Just, you know. I mean. Yeah. And I mean, I played the drums for my whole life, obviously, but uh, growing up playing the drums and and jazz band, marching band, con- I mean, everything. Uh, I always thought it would be cool and a personal goal of mine was to um, play music full-time and, and be able to pay my bills that way. Um, so, yeah, I did that for a couple of years, and that kind of wears on you. You know, I, I, anyone that's ever 
uh, played music and, and traveled, you know that you spend 98% of the time in a vehicle getting to the shows and to the, to the gig, especially if you, if you are nationwide or whatever. Um, so it's not nearly as much fun from the outside looking in as people would think. You, you, you literally, I mean, I remember so many times we'd be in a van, a conversion van for 13, 14 hours to get to a show. Shows 90 minutes. Um, and that will absolutely wear, wear on you over time. And you just miss out on obviously having a family and all that good stuff. Uh, it's hard to do. But what about the groupies? Oh, the, the groupies were so worth it. <laughs> now, trust me, whenever you're playing in, okay, I'll just be honest. Uh, was Sturgis your favorite spot? Sturgis was <laughs> a good time. Because, you know, in Sturgis, the, the bartenders, you have to have an alcohol or a liquor license to sell. But you also have to have a separate license to do body shots. I did not know yeah, that. Yeah, uh, my dad one time, he tried to buy... Uh, uh, I need somebody to fact check that, please. Uh, no, Let a, me know. Uh, I need that fact checked. I, I mean, that, that's the way it what was. What kind of permit is that? It's a different license. Like, do you it's get a like permit. a license in the mail that's like, hey, you're good to go on the body shots? Yeah, and I wonder if like... Bullshit. No, <laughs> seriously. You have, it's like an, it, you have to pay extra and it, it's, a, it's a separate license. Now, do they have like body shop police walking around? And like, oh, you just did a body shot. I saw it. Let me see your little piece of paper. I don't know. But uh, a bartender did tell us that. Um, she was full of shit. I mean, she could have been. Um, I didn't do the body shot either. I think that's super awkward. I, I would never do a body shot, but yeah. Tell me one. you've never done a body shot? I've never done a body shot. What? No, it's, it's weird, you know? Yeah, I mean, I would think as a female, it would be kind of gross to do it off any kind of male. I don't care what your body looks like, but I've definitely done a body shot off another girl before in my college days. College, yeah. We don't. I don't want to know everything that you did in college. It wasn't that bad. <laughs> yeah, um, but no. To get back to me, uh, you know, because it's all about me. No. Um, yeah, so the, the whole drumming thing was interesting, which actually, you know, ironically, I, I sometimes I, I feel like I spent a decade of my life kind of wasted. Um, well, not intoxicated, but just I feel like I wasted some time. And, and, and ironically, you know, enough really thinking about it, I didn't. Um, you were a late bloomer. I was a late bloomer. I mean, I didn't get my, my career that I'm in now going until my late 20s. And... Um, but what's weird is, is kind of being a, uh, not a free spirit, but kind of doing whatever I wanted to do. And I had, don't get me wrong. I didn't just play music for a decade and that's all I did. I had a lot of other jobs in there. I worked for a local, uh, GPS company for a while. Um, I worked, uh, installing overhead paging. I mean, I, I've done a lot of stuff. Um, but I definitely was a job hopper for the longest time. Just couldn't really settle in. Um, but by doing the playing the drums and, and traveling and getting into production, um, it all kind of snowballed and, and ultimately led and ironically enough, it prepared me fairly well. Um, I've been on both sides. So like now working in the concert business, um, I'm on the production promoter side now. Um, but I've been on the musician side. Um, I know what they're going through and I know what I liked and what I, you know, needed when I was on that side. So, um, yeah, it's 
very interesting. Do you want to tell them? Uh, and here you are. And here I am. 38. I didn't think we were going to discuss age on the podcast. And killing it. Yeah. I, I mean, I feel 38. I remember like a, a couple years ago, like I turned like 35 and I'm like, man, you know what? I don't feel any different than I felt when I was 25. And my, how quickly that changes. Totally. I totally feel 38 now. Every morning when I wake up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so let the, uh, let the uh, listeners know about you, what you do now, and, and uh, sure. the very interesting story from bikini to uh, okay. business suit. All right. I don't think it's that interesting, really. I think it's super interesting. Hmm. Uh, I was in college. I, I am not... <laughs> Nearly as seasoned as Mr. Bradley is. I am only 31. So don't have as much experience under my belt. Uh, But my last year in college, senior year, uh, decided to... Okay, well, let me backtrack like a year. Turned 21. And my college friends... Let me just tell you, they loved to party. And I felt like it was every weekend. And I'll have to have a couple of them confirm. But I felt like every weekend, every Saturday night, everybody pitched in for a party bus. It was like 10 bucks to get on. And I mean, it was like a, it was a system. Like it it was, it was well thought out. We had this, uh, my friend Danny I feel like he really organized it well. Like, he was collecting money, him and AK, collecting money at the door of the bus. Like a cover charge to get on the party bus. Is Danny the one that always had a backwards hat on? Yeah. Yeah, I remember him. Yeah. Good time. Mm -hmm. Good effing time, that kid. Were there uh, any um, body shots happening on this bus? Oh, probably. Probably. I mean, there were poles on the bus. Anyway. College, every Saturday, we take a bus to Power and Light because, like, Power and Light and, you know, I mean, 2007, 2009, killer time for Power and Light. Like, insane. So every Saturday, we'd come down to Power and Light and we'd party and it was like a $10 cover. I mean, nobody drove. We had a great bus driver. We, I mean, he was like a friend of ours. Um, same guy every, every Same time. guy every time. And, uh, I mean, he had to make out really well, but so we'd come to power and light and our place to go was shark bar. We loved shark bar. Everybody loved shark bar. It was such a good time. So that was 2010, 2009, 2010. And then (laughs) I actually got approached by one of the managers there and was like, Hey, do you want to like host a party? Like it would be fun. Come guest bartend on a Wednesday night. We'll actually send a bus for you, and you just bring all your buddies. Cool. Done deal. We're good at that. We do it every weekend. So I rolled up to Shark Bar with, like, 50 people on a Wednesday night. Damn. Yeah. And they were like, so do you want a job? (laughs) I said, well, college is expensive. It could be fun. Like, you know, Shark Bar, like... Girls in bikinis, dancing mm-hmm. on bars, having a great time. The music is, I mean, the, the music's the best part about Shark Bar. It's your 80s, 90s retro stuff. Like, 
NSYNC, Britney Spears, Michael Jackson, like all the good stuff that just like. Oh, I will never forget seeing you do the Michael Jackson skit. Oh, gosh. Yeah. We're not going to go there. Mm -hmm. Anyway. So that's how I got a job at Shark Bar, bartending. Like, I think people like underestimate bartenders and then underestimate bartenders in power and light when it was like in its prime. Not that it's not in its prime. I mean, power and light, like we do well. Yeah. I think we, we've talked about this so many times and, and not to, you know, get away from uh, kind of your background, but um, when power and light was brand new, it, people have the perception that it was like insanely crazy busy. And it was, um, what's funny is now it's, it's technically busier than it's ever been. Um, it's just, it's, it's, you know, it's any, different. It's, it's just, just a different, different busy. Yeah. The, the, the crowds, um, are a lot different now. Um, what, one thing I love about it and I'll let you get back to your, to your, uh, to your background, but I absolutely love compared to, um, a lot of the other places, uh, entertainment districts, not just in Kansas city, but, um, we've been to quite a few around the country, um, traveling, watching the, uh, uh the away chiefs games, but, um, the diversity, like I love a Saturday night, the, the crowds that we get. It's so cool. Um, and you know, I, I and I'll, I'll just say, cause we're not saying any secrets here, but, uh, you know, I remember hearing a long time ago, like how a certain type of person would go to power and light. And it was the affliction. affliction. Shirts. <laughs> that was like, oh, like, oh, I don't, I don't go down oh, to yeah. power. I don't go down there. Cause, uh, I don't know an affliction. I don't have any affliction. And, and honestly, I mean, yeah, that was a little bit true. Uh, affliction was a popular t-shirt brand, uh, when power and light opened up. Um, but no, but you know what I miss about the early years? It's like everybody dressed up. Like when yeah. you went to Power and Light, like man, everyone was dressed to the nines. It was like really cool to see it, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, it, it was just fun. Like it was, <laughs> it was, it was a reason to have like everybody just mm -hmm. be dressed up and go out, and everyone looks so good. And, and people still, I'm so glad it's not you know, yeah, the same anymore because I do like a good pair of yoga pants. Yeah, no, it's. I mean, I think the style and, and everything changed. People still, you know, I see a lot of people still dressed the top for sure um but yeah i think just the the entire world has changed as far as kind of uh i mean let's face it uh 10 12 years ago like you didn't see people wearing joggers or sweatpants out and about it wasn't really a fashionable thing yeah um now it, it athleisure wear yeah. really has made it is that, is that a name is it's that an actual mark. word yeah oh yeah it's an wear? actual yeah interesting mm -hmm. my go-to learn something new for sure yeah, but uh, get back to uh, the bikini uh, bartender that you were. Yeah, for. so I started bartending, and um, you know, one thing I really love about our company is is growth within. Uh, several of my colleagues and friends, you know, started in one position and moved kind of their way through the company. Uh, whether it was in Kansas City or in a different city, we our company owns several entertainment districts around. Uh, the country. And so I've seen a lot of people um, that I kind of came up with do bigger things. And so I mean, th think about, think about who is the general manager right now of shark bar. He started off yeah. literally mm -hmm. as a bar back. Yep. You know, and that's amazing. You just don't, you do not see that in a lot of other industries and a lot of companies in general to, to start in like, and I'm not saying like, 
you know, a bar backs that really, I mean, it's a horribly difficult job. If you ever really, Ugh. if you see a bar back in a high volume club, they are working their asses off. 100%. Yeah. I mean, they're probably working harder than most yeah, but of you, the people there. For sure. But you know, in the hierarchy of, of the bar business, it's like most people start off as a bar back and they want to be a bartender. Um, if they don't have that, that bartender experience, you're going to probably start off as a bar back. Um, so to see someone like our friend Corey, who literally was a bar back, worked himself up to a, a bartender and then just progressed and worked hard. And literally now he's the general manager of one of Kansas City's most uh, successful, most successful nightclubs. Night it, that's, that's just that's a great story. And your story is similar. And I'll let you uh, get back to it. Finally. Jeez. No, but uh, yeah. So bartended. Uh, a, a position opened up to kind of not even do sales and marketing, but like help just provide like my feedback. Like I was totally that demo, you know, 22 years old, female, like that is shark bars. I mean, it's, it's not specific. It's just, that's what it is. Um, so I kind of like gave my feedback on some fun like events and things that we could do. And I had a great network in college and I knew a lot of people in the city. You know, I am, a, we'll get to this, but I'm born and raised in Kansas City. So I've never left KC. Uh, I have no intention of leaving Kansas City. There are two places that I would leave KC for. Um, Can I guess? I'm sure you know the answer. But mm. do, please guess. Mm. Let's tell everybody. I would, uh, well, I only think I know of maybe one. I think uh, Scottsdale or Arizona in yep. general. Mm-hmm. Hmm, the other one. Man. Jeez, um, I, I really don't know the other one. Well, I hate their fucking football team. Uh, Dallas? Denver. Oh, Denver, yeah. I mean, Dallas sucks, but like I, they're not even like a blip <laughs> on my... You know, but like Denver. Your 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 care meter, yeah. Really yeah, I don't care. Zero shits. Right. Great stadium. Yeah. Really Shitty cool team. Stadium. Really? But yeah, Denver, Colorado. I would I would if I had an opportunity to, you know, stay with our company and uh go to Denver, I would, I think it's the outdoorsy thing. Yeah, I mean love uh, having access to like the all of that. I think um I'm not hundred percent sure on this, but um Per population or per capita or whatever, like I think Denver is like one of the most active cities in the in the United Has States. Has to be, yeah. Has to be. Well, so it's the same. Yeah. So uh, born and raised in Kansas City, uh, not leaving. Um, <clears throat> don't intend to anyway. But had some opportunity to help out with sales and marketing, so I started doing that at Shark Bar. Um, kind of worked my way up. Some things opened up. I had a great mentor. Uh, he's actually now my insurance agent. So, uh, thank you, Ulick. But, uh, taught me a lot of things. Uh, and I just kind of picked up where he left off and then moved into a sales manager role at a different venue. Tango said Cantina, RIP. Oh man. Legendary. Uh, if, if legendary. You, if you don't know, um, how let that place is it will be like in nightclub and and bar babies were made families were created i mean several people lost their dignity there on a regular basis and it's it's to this day it's still feeding other bars promotions 100 percent because they're 
everyone stole everything from Tango. That place was it, just brilliant, amazing, brilliant. Yeah. So I went to Tango, um, and then got an opportunity at PBR Big Sky, uh, which you know it, it, these days has like my heart. I mm. love me some some country music. That's my thing. So I was at PBR for a little bit, and then. You know, I kind of felt like our company needed a different, needed some extra love when it came to like marketing and sales. And I won't go into great detail, but uh, we have a very unique company. We work for a very unique location. And and I kind of saw an opening for an opportunity to kind of bridge some gaps and pitch this idea. And holy shit, it stuck. And people thought it was necessary and... I've been in my current role um, since 2013, no, 2016. Mm -hmm. I met you in 2013. Um, 2016. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I've been there, you know, since. And so that's kind of where I'm at now is really the kind of only, you know, quote unquote, big kid job I've had so I don't really know anything else um but very grateful to be with a company that allows you to grow encourages you to grow helps you grow I mean what literally what other company in the world can you start off serving drinks in a bikini and and I, and I I'm not saying that in a derogatory way <laughs> The look I, I'm giving him is yeah, like, it's pretty bad. I was what like, the? I was like, you jerk. No, but like, it, it, I think it's such a fascinating story that um, that they have enough respect for not only people in general, but just um, talent and go getters. Um, and and Kyle is not the. Well, we've already mentioned Corey, but Kyle is not the only example. There are so so many examples. So many people. I of mean, this happening. four people that I worked with at Shark Bar really, you know were with the company for a long time. Three of them are still with the company um, in much higher roles. One is doing some work nationally and, and, you know, we won't go into names and eventually we'll have them on and they can kind of tell you their story, but. um, Sorry, Corey, I I mentioned your name. (laughs) But yeah, it's, so that's kind of where we've, how we've come up and uh, we met in 2013 I thought I was being really smooth. I was bartending still at Shark Bar. Oh yeah, and didn't I, have a clue who you are, but yeah, I will make it known that he requested me first. That didn't is know true. who he was, but I got the friend request first from him. So I'm just going to put that out there. You know, and and maybe this is a topic we can talk about you know, some other time. But um. You know, like we, when you're when you're single, you typically like you get to this point where like, oh man, I just I want a girlfriend, or you know, obviously if you're a girl, I want a boyfriend or whatever, you know. But um, I was actually for the first time in my entire life, I was super content being single. Like he was a relationship guy. Like let's just throw I, that for, out there. Like I, you I, were. Yeah, I've had a, I've had. A lot of relationships, but I've had a, a small handful of long-term relationships, you know. Um, I would consider, like, you're probably the third person I've dated that was actually relevant. You know what I mean? 
And I, I just, yeah. I, I found myself, I would always get in relationships and, um, I don't know if I thought I needed that, but anyway, yeah, for once in my life, I was not, yeah, for once in my life, I'm like, man, I'm actually so cool with being single. I was having fun and, and kind of really diving into the career side of things. And, um, and, and, and to be completely blunt with you, she hit me up of, of, of all things on Facebook messenger. Um, and you know, like, you know, when someone likes you, cause which was like the DM. Oh, of it was today. the DM. Yeah, it was like, that was slide into the DMS. But you know, what's funny is like, you know how, like you can tell when someone likes you cause they like every single picture you post. And this is I back, didn't do that. This is back in the day of poking. They could poke you. Oh God! Anyone that poked, it was like. Yeah, I don't think you ever poked me. No, I never let's poked face you. It, let's face it. I did all the poking. <laughs> I never poked anyone because yeah. the only people that are poking people are the creeps. Yeah, that is true. Who like can't get somebody's attention and they're too scared to like actually say what's on their mind and Man. like stop with the poking. I, I, I'm I, certain Facebook got rid of that feature. Think. Oh, they God. did. Yeah. I, I love, I, so I don't, I don't like people uh, doxing other people or calling other people out like, you know, for some things, but I do love when girls put a guy on blast and they screenshot yes. and they put it out there all day. And I, there are some thirsty dudes out there. I can't believe even in my wildest days of like flirting and let's, let's face it. Anyone that was born, you know, after 1950 has used the internet to flirt at some point. And I mean, I never did anything like this. Like it, I, I, maybe I have common sense and I just get the hint, you know, okay. Not interested moving along but some of these fellows out there, don't get the hint. Ruthless. But, you know, females are the same way. And what females do is, like, when they, like, lock their sights on something, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. like, they're not, like, necessarily, oh, that guy's single. I'm going to, like, you know, be super aggressive with my online messaging they're more like oh that guy's got a girlfriend challenge accepted oh, 100 women are ruthless 100 like if you think about it i in my entire life it was so funny and then I, when i started dating you and you know people start seeing stuff on social media all of a sudden you are so wanted and, totally and it's like oh you're happy and guys guys are most guys are not like that if if you know, your ex or whatever starts dating somebody else and they seem happy. At least for me personally, like my mind's like, well, well that's, they're not available. That's, that's not even an option. Um, it's not a challenge, you know, like, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's because guys are a lot more physical and, 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 th- and maybe, you know, in the back of your head that if you were to mess with that relationship, there could be a physical altercation. I don't know. But- no, I think, I don't know. I think it, it can go both ways sometimes. I think what men do more than women is they may not act on it or necessarily like be the one to like carry the conversation. Oh, but they'll accept it. They'll take it and they'll feed into it because they like need that affirmation. Like, oh, "Oh, this chick over here is going to make me feel good. Mm -hmm. And like, She's into me. Like, I'll, t- I'll take that. I, you know, I mean, they're human beings, right? Like, we like to know that people like us. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, uh, obviously, 
as you're probably going to find out if you listen to these and, you know, most things aren't going to be off limits when it comes to us. And if they are, you probably won't hear it because we'll edit it. But, um, you know, I mean, even like the first year or so of, of you and I dating, you know, I still needed to know that other girls, let's say, you know, found me attractive or were interested to the point to where, like, I would definitely inappropriately let them flirt a little too much instead of shutting it down. And I, as you know, I mean, I got in trouble once. Yeah, you did. You know, because I was letting someone flirt and I was, I wasn't necessarily flirting back, but I no, was. No, you I weren't was, stopping it. I wasn't stopping it. Yeah. And, and because a lot of guys, and let's see, I'm not saying I, I don't have self-confidence in some areas. I'm very, very confident in others. Not so much, but it does. Like when you're a guy, because, you know, I, also, I believe that when, if a girl says, you know what, I want a boyfriend, 10 minutes later, she can have a boyfriend for the most part. Now, it might not be exactly who she wants. Sure. But, yep. But, mm-hmm. but women are, are have, and rightfully so, are in the, the power position when it comes to relationships oftentimes. And guys aren't like that. Guys can't just say, you know what, I'm going to get myself, myself a girlfriend and, and have one in the, in the same amount of time. Because, like, we're talking right, about... Right, they're creepy if they do that. Like, yeah, you know, absolutely. It's like, but, I mean, think about the yeah. DMs. Like, almost, almost every girl out there probably has DMs in one of her social media accounts that she could, like, if she actually liked the person, boom, there you go. There's your boyfriend. Guys don't... Guys aren't getting DMs from chicks <laughs> for the most part. You know, they don't have a, a, a girls lined up. But... Um, and I have no idea. Uh, we kind of got off the, uh, the, the, the rails there for a second, but, um, yeah, but like you were talking about, you know, people making mistakes. I, I definitely for the first year. And then at, at some point you finally just let, and it's also a fear as a guy when, when, especially when you are in that mindset of like, I'm single and I like to it. like lose it or what? Well, yeah. Well you, yeah. Cause you, yeah. it's definitely a self-confidence thing, but it's also like, you know, for the first uh, few months with you and I, like, I really fought it. I'm like, oh, I'm not going to let myself. Totally. And for you, like, you had been in relationships, mm-hmm. you know, for so long and, like, long-term relationships that. I never had really. Your just, mindset was in a different place. Yeah. I never really just gone wild, so to speak, and played the field and, and whatnot. And I was kind of trying to live that lifestyle. Yeah. We were, like, in two totally mm-hmm. different places when we met. Like. Yeah. I had kind of had my fun and I had been single, gosh, three years, maybe. Yeah. Three years Mm -hmm. of the time that we had met. And I was just like, okay, I had my fun. um, Didn't, you know, do anything crazy along the way. And I know that right now I want a monogamous relationship and, and you were not on that page. You were like, I've been in plenty of yeah. monogamous relationships. I'm ready to like have my fun, focus on work. I was in that. Yeah. I was in that, that world, um, which was really at the time, you know, and obviously no regrets cause I'm, I'm incredibly happy and, and the best things in my, in my life now are, are because I eventually gave in. And we better be. <laughs> But, you know, I was in that point where, like, I didn't have a girlfriend, but I had friends that were girls. And, you know, it wasn't like the whole dating process because it was like, you know, I was lucky enough to where it's like if I wanted to meet up with somebody and have a couple drinks or didn't really do like the movies and stuff like that. But 
Sleepovers. Uh, well, you maybe. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I could. I, you sent a few texts off, and some, I was interesting enough that someone wanted to hang out with me. Um, so it wasn't like I was didn't have attention. You know, like I think every human being desires um, some of that of a, uh, attention from whoever they, whatever they're attracted to. But I think it all depends on what stage you are in your life. That's true. And, and you know, being from a very, very, very small town. Uh, and by the way, when I hear people say like, oh, I'm from a small town. And then I'm like, did you guys have a Walmart? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, you are not from a small town. We're going to get to that. Don't worry. Okay. Hold on to we'll, that. We'll, we'll, we'll I'm going to get there. But, um, you know, I never really had gotten that opportunity. I, I, I've, I moved to Kansas City in 2007. Um, went to work. Right I was away. a senior in high school. That's creepy. <laughs> um, but you know, like I never really gotten that chance. And, and I mean, at the time, Kansas city felt so big to me, so many people. And, um, you know, and then I started traveling right away and I just really never got that opportunity to kind of, well, and I got in a long-term relationship when I first moved here. So, um, when I started working down the fire and light district, I felt like I had, um, uh, stability. Um, I lived, I moved downtown and I was just kind of like, kind of, like you said earlier, I was a, kind of a late bloomer. I, I was kind of doing what most people probably do between 22 and 25 in my late twenties. So, yeah, <clears throat> I think a lot of no knock to men. Like I think a lot of men are like that though. They just like kind of figure everything out a little late and there's nothing wrong with that by any means. A hundred percent. Yeah. I just think that's why, like, when you look at people like the twenty-five-year-old female, a twenty-five-year-old male, they're not going to be on the same page ever. No, and that's why, like, you hardly ever hear people that are the same age dating at, at that at that point. You know, it's like I think, I mean, at least from where I grew up, I remember we got to the certain age in high school, and none of your classmates would date you anymore. They all dated older guys. Yeah. You know, and that, that trend usually stay. I mean, I would love to know the percentage of how many married couples, uh, the wife being younger, uh, yeah, has to be the majority. Probably. I, I feel like women kind of like older men. Um, well, men, it's just like a maturity men, thing. Men obviously prefer younger women. I didn't, I almost forgot that you're in your 30s, babe. I, usually I only date girls in their 20s, so. <laughs> Funny. I still only date girls in their 20s. Oh, good, good. Those are what we call the side bitches. Side hoes. They're only allowed on Mondays. Yep. Mondays between 7 p.m. and 10 p.m. Small window. Mm-hmm. So any side bitches out there. <clears throat> now you know. And don't be Facebook inboxing me. Yeah, like, let, come on, girls. Let's keep the DMs. We're yeah. married. Hit me up on my Twitter. We're saying this. <laughs> <laughs> do you have a Twitter account? I do. I hate Twitter, though. Everybody hates Twitter um, now. Isn't it a like dying format? I've heard it it's is. kind of dying. Yep. It is kind of like a dying format. There are some industries where it's like super relevant. It turns out people got shit to say, and you can't say it in whatever the character count is in, in Twitter. Yes, but it's like a, you have to constantly stay updated. Uh, like yeah, it, I, it's I, too, you have to be too present too often. Listen, I'm tech savvy, as you know. Uh, I, I pride myself on being pretty in touch with anything tech. Um, tw 
Twitter? I can't figure it out. I go to Twitter and I get so frustrated because I, I'll, I'll, I'll read this person did this and I, I have a hard time even finding someone on But it's on like Twitter. the most, it, it's actually out of like the platforms the most simple. Like literally it is so simple. The word tweet <laughs> is so funny, you know? Oh, and, yeah. and, and the fact that in the United States and the world, it became like, dude, did you see uh, Kim Kardashian's tweet? Like, that sounds ridiculous, right? Like, It's funny. I know, 15 years ago, I don't know how long Twitter's been around, but if someone were to say, like, one day there will be a platform on the internet where you can type a few characters and let everyone know what you're thinking, these shall be called tweets. <laughs> no, so weird. People would be like, yeah, that's ridiculous. It's never going to happen. Yeah, so uh, kind of back to, like what we were even talking about, how we met. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was working at Shark Bar. You had just kind of taken your your job. I had been there for a while. And and literally, I was DJing on stage one night. And we had, we'd had a few exchanges back and forth. Uh, with- yeah, and if you don't know mm-hmm. kind of the lay of the land and what we're talking about, I think a lot of people are going to know us that listen to mm-hmm. this. And, and hopefully it takes off. And, and people that don't know us listen to this. But... Uh, where we were is kind of a large entertainment venue and there's kind of a main area, which is kind of what he oversees. And then there's um, bars and restaurants that surround it. So just when he says stage, he's talking about the main stage, which is where he was Mm -hmm. on the night in question. Yeah. The, the main stage is what we call Kansas city live. Um, It's a, round of it's 5,000 capacity concert venue essentially um there were nowhere near that many people this night when i was out there djing no i think it was like a normal yeah it had to be in it was definitely in the spring Mm -hmm. and it was a saturday night and i was bartending on shark bars patio Mm -hmm. and that location you can see the stage where he was djing and she knew absolutely knew as me but yes, yeah, she inboxed me and it's like, who's the DJ tonight? Clever, right? Like, this chick is so into me. Oh so my gosh. I think I resp- I played along. I responded. Um, and that night we had sex. No, I'm joking. That we is did. not true. <laughs> oh my gosh. Totally not true. Not true at all. Uh, and the one thing, like, I'm sure most people know this, that know me, it was his beard. Oh, he's, I mean, he's it, got a great great beard and good thing because when that beard is not there it Ooh, is a completely good. different yeah. different look but the beard is what drew me in and his height ladies i am five nine i am very tall i am over six foot with heels on and my man is tall which was nice yeah it was I, a good change of pace for me i've always also said that like i, I need to probably you know uh, get my height again, but I'm pretty sure last time I went to the doctor, they said I was still six, six five. five. Yeah. And I've always thought to myself, like I'm a comfortable tall to me, but then I see some guys walking around and, you know, we've been fortunate enough to um, kind of be around um, some athletes. Right. And a couple of them are bigger and taller and, and they, they usually wear it. Well, you know, if you think about like a Travis Kelsey, he's taller than me. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't feel like awkwardly tall, right? But we've seen people like I've always thought to myself, like, can you imagine people that are six nine, 
Yeah, but they're usually like lanky. Super lanky. Like that's what makes it awkward is like they don't really have like the meat on the bones. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, and I always thought you were tall. Oh, we won't, we won't get there. But anyway, totally random story it makes me think of this. Uh, when I was doing the whole music thing, um, one time we were playing in Iowa City, Iowa, and uh, I think we were playing at the Union. I don't know if this place is Ooh, still had open. to be a big show. <laughs> uh, oh, the place holds like 500. It was a really awesome nightclub. I think it's uh, across the street from Brothers. Uh, I think it's Iowa City up. has nightclubs? I, well, I, it's a bar, you know. Got it. Iowa City is actually awesome. Uh, for anyone that's ever anyway. been there, it's a great party town. Anyway, we were playing this show, and we did our sound check and went back to the hotel. I walk into the hotel lobby, and there's like 20 females in there and about 12 of them are substantially taller than me and i thought what did i just walk into and i waited they were kind of in front of me college town well it's a college town turns out the university of iowa um female basketball team Mm -hmm. was having like their awards dinner that night oh that's funny but i mean i it creeped me out that was such a, a strange thing for me to walk into i'm used i'm used to being like one of the tallest, if not the tallest person in the room. So to walk in and see these like chicks like bigger than me, I'm like, what the did I startling. Am I, am I drunk? Yeah, I didn't it was probably. Weird. No, I was about an hour later though. Good for you. <laughs> you were buzzed. Brelly buzzed. <laughs> so uh yeah, we that's how we met mm-hmm. in a nightclub. He was like he mentioned Super persistent, or not persistent. I was persistent. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were very like, oh, I'm gonna keep her at an arm's length. Yeah, and we, I mean, we would we would hang out here here and there, and when uh, you would answer me, when I would answer you, um, but we we didn't do. Th- I, I I kept denying her request to like go to a movie, for example, because I felt like would blow me off. Mm-hmm. And he's gonna tell you why he thinks he was doing it, and then I'm gonna tell you why. He was actually doing it. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you why I actually was doing it. Um, it's because I knew once we, you know, we, we'd get together and have some drinks and, and whatever in a very social settings. I knew once I spent some one-on-one time with her, um, I was going to be in a relationship. I knew it because she was cool. I'm and, so cool. You are. Um, you're still cool. Um, but I knew because of her personality, like this was a girl that, I could shoot the shit with and that could become one of my best friends. And that scared me. Um, so I tried to keep her. You were not trying to lock anybody down. No, you wanted to be single. You wanted to live that single life. I wanted to be a player. Kind of. I don't think I can be. I don't think you even have that in you. Well, play on play. I don't think so either, but no. Uh, yeah, I knew once we went to a movie, and like literally, it was gonna take movie or, or grabbing a dinner, um, and I would be hooked, and I would not be able to deny um, your your attempts anymore. So now, I guess you're gonna tell us the real reason. Because y'all, at that time in my life, I knew what I wanted, and I was like putting it out there in the universe, like I I'm ready for a boyfriend. I'm trying to find my husband. Ooh, and so I just. You know, I was persistent and um, listen, I want to date. I do not want to have adult sleepovers and that be 
the premise of our relationship, I wanted to be in a committed relationship. That's what I wanted. So I was very determined to make sure that happens. And if I'm not like, I'm not out here to give anybody relationship advice, but for anybody that's like maybe kind of on that, in that place in their life where they're like, I kind of want to date or I really want to be in a relationship and I'm really looking for something long-term, like know what you want. And the only reason I think I knew exactly what I wanted and was totally prepared for it was because I had spent three years completely single, mm-hmm. like didn't, no commitments, like just doing me, just having fun, being myself. I, I was a hundred percent when, when we started dating, hundred percent confident in what I had to offer. And I think that that is kind of what changed the game for me. Yeah. For sure. And, you know, I, I mentioned earlier how, how I didn't want to be in a relationship and, and that's when, that's when it all happened. And I'm, I'm, I'm a firm believer in, in that is the situation. Like whenever you are almost desperately wanting to find someone or wanting to find a husband or a wife or, or, or just a boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, it seems like it never happens. Um, and I wish, you know, uh, more people would 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 become comfortable doing their thing, being single, because that's when it happens. There's there. I won't mention the person's name, but there's one person who's he's like a, a Facebook friend and <laughs> always talking about how bad he wants a girlfriend, how bad he's a great guy. I'm such a great guy, so I, I deserve a girlfriend. And, and because he can't stop thinking about it and talking about it, the dude's gonna be single forever. You know, like if you were to throw himself into him and his work and... You just love you. you yeah. You, you, just be a better no person. No one is Shit going to love you unless you love you. Mm-hmm. And I, I that sounds like so cheesy and it's hardcore cheese. But I truly believe in that. Like if you don't love all of you, if you are not in love with yourself and everything that you're bringing to the table, like no one else is going to love it either. Yeah. Like you got to be able to sell what you're giving out there and and you, and you don't have to be um 100% confident what's great about a relationship especially a good one is if you're 80% confident and you're happy and you and and you and, and you love yourself and 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 that hardcore cheese you're talking about guess what a good relationship will make up that difference you know if, if you lack a little bit of self confidence when you meet someone Kyla is always boosting me up to this day she's she's done it forever you know, if I have any doubts about anything, she's always got my back and she's always pumping me up. Um, yeah, not You can't always do that for yourself. You know, so that's the whole thing. Like, be, be confident in yourself. Do your thing. Focus on things that's not relationships, you know, work, this and that, and shit will happen. Totally. It will all align. It will all come together. And I don't mean like, you know, your shit doesn't stink. Believe in yourself. Yeah. Like, like we all have flaws. Nobody likes a douchebag. Right. Like, no one is perfect. But just be confident what you bring to the table. I'm, I mean, I'm so damn confident I bought a Real Men Watch Bravo t-shirt. That's my confidence level. That is true. He did buy that t-shirt, and he does wear it. No, nah, I don't wear it anymore. I've gotten too fat, but... Um, I do look forward to that quarantine 15. Yeah. I do look forward to being able to wear that shirt again. Yeah. So that's kind of 
that's how we met. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's kind of how things started. And we got engaged and four years after dating. And Speaking of uh, quarantine, oh is that something that we, uh, we should touch on? I think so. I think we have to touch on it briefly, but I think we're, we're nearing kind of our time mark. So, uh. Uh, let me, uh, let me, uh, yeah. We get there? Yeah, we got about six minutes. Okay, cool. So the goal is to try to keep this to like an hour. Um, are you getting a refill? <laughs> That's the beauty of wireless Mr. mics, Bradley. my love. Mrs. Bradley also needs a refill. So if you could bring me my Boda box, I would greatly appreciate it. And if you're wondering what we're sipping on, I'm enjoying a, a Sav Blanc Boda box because let's be honest, you have to conserve your trips to the store right now. Like, everyone should be only going out for like essentials, right? Like, and don't yeah. do not even like send me a DM and be like, oh, wine is not an essential trip. Actually, it is. <laughs> if you want me to fucking stay sane yeah. and not kill myself or my husband in this time, guys, I wish you could see this right now. Like, the, oh, this anyway. is a this is a lot going on here. Yeah, thank you. Uh, <clears throat> I have to have wine for for the sake of our family, for the sake of everyone around us, our dogs included, because that's literally it. Uh, I need the wine, and so we opted for Boda boxes, black boxes. Those are our go tos. Uh, they last a long time, so. That yeah. and uh, you're having Space Camper right now, right? Yep. Love Good me. old local boulevard love me some Space, space camper. camper. Good stuff. We are refilled. Yeah. And uh, obviously, I think many people are probably experiencing this right now, but we went to, um, or I went to the grocery store a couple of days ago, and I got a bottle of whiskey, a couple six packs of Space Camper. <laughs> Um, and th- three freaking boxes of wine and uh, it didn't have much in the cart and it was like $112 yeah he was like you need three uh, yeah if we're gonna say if we are conserving trips to the store and listen I'm just gonna put it out there I'm gonna be honest with everybody there is not a night that goes by that I don't have at least a glass of wine yeah, well let's let's just let's let the truth be known with quarantine going on, obviously we're all know, day drinking. We're all so, day drinking. hundred percent. You know, we had a few weeks there to where we worked from home. No judgments. If you're day drinking, if you're night drinking, if you're fucking drinking in the morning, I don't judge you. No, I appreciate it. Do what you got to do to get through this day. Obviously be safe and take care of everybody around you. I have noticed though, your, your start time has creeped up a little bit. One day, She's making a uh, Tito's and Sprite, I believe it was. It was. And I'm like, okay, she's making a drink. That's cool. And I look over, it's 12.36 p.m. And I wasn't judging. I just thought to myself, but I like to have a beer as well. Yeah. And I'm sure you were thinking, man, I would like to have a beer. But your tolerance isn't quite as good as mine, so... Oh, struck a nerve. Yeah. Uh, when I, okay. That, that actually we don't have me, to go there because this is going to be a while if we go there. No, no, no. We'll, we'll make it brief. But it makes me think of when we first started dating, 
um, we were going to go on this vacation, like a week-long vacation to Mexico with another couple. And she literally was giving me shit like, I just don't don't know if you have the tolerance to keep up and this and that. I think she's learned now that uh, my tolerance is pretty next level. Well, I think we finally figured it out. Like... I am I am a longevity drinker. I can go yes. for a long time. I can. I'm that way in, in bed. That's true. <laughs> but when it comes to drinking, like you're like a woo. Let's do it. Let's let's just like get going. I like like to get with it. You uh, and I think that goes back to like your time inside the bars and nightclubs so limited because you're usually like working on events mm-hmm. beforehand. So like really you have from like midnight to two. Oh yeah. Like that's like your go time. So you're like, I got to get it in. I can do, and I can do some damage in two hours. For but that, sure. But, that, but that is true. Like, you know. But I'm a, like, I'm a, like a longevity. Oh like, yeah. Like you're hey, like let's a, fucking start at happy hour. Oh yeah. You're like a 5 p.m. crack it open, you know, and then. For sure. But, but, if I haven't had a glass of wine at lunch. <laughs> true but but then you're also like you know you're not like if, if you see at midnight it's a special occasion if you're still out of midnight like and that's totally cool because you've been at that point you've been drinking six seven hours you know it's, it's not uncommon <laughs> for you to be in bed by 10 p.m okay and if anybody judges that like whatever no. you're doing it fucking wrong because let me just tell you i have a, some days i get a good buzz by like 8 p.m. And, mm-hmm. and I will say this is really pre-child. We have a yeah. nine-month-old, so things are a little different now. But I'm not going to turn down a good happy hour if I can get it. Because you know what? I'm a happier mom when it comes to bath time and dinner time and bedtime if I've had a glass of wine. Yeah. And I I will say, like, you know, we, we've talked about this quite a bit, but when... When you work in the entertainment business, like you, like your job is to create moments and parties, and and totally, I can't sell you on something yeah. that I'm not buying yeah. myself. But you know, like I wouldn't say this is even a downfall, but like you, you know, you start like a lot, just to give you a very quick example. You know, our typical concert day. You know, I'm probably down. I'm at work by anywhere between eight a.m. and ten a.m. and the concerts usually wrap up around eleven thirty p.m., and it's a pretty intense job. You're 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 not really allowed just to disappear for a couple hours. Like you know, um, artists and and tour managers need things. You got to be there. You got to be on site. Uh, and then there's just the whole process of managing and executing the show. So when when we're done working and you've put all that effort into it, you know, imagine having a normal nine to five. Like, what do you want to do after working your butt off all day? You want to go home. You want to have a beer. Or you maybe want to meet the buddies or the girlfriends at a bar and have a glass of wine. So what sucks is like that that for me usually is about midnight. Right. And it's <laughs> such a short window because everything's closing yeah. so soon. Yeah. Gosh, could you imagine if we were 130 bars? Oh, I, it'd be awful. That would just be I'd be lobbying to have our concerts moved up. <laughs> Guys, we gotta be down the concerts by ten. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I so we've definitely figured out the difference. Like I am mm-hmm. a longevity drinker. Like I will go, I will start, you know, at six a.m. when the gates open at Arrowhead, and oh, then yeah. I will survive past the end of the game. Oh, I was like, what is that? Um, well, that, that's also because you are, you know, obviously, Irish. I, you are Irish. 
um, Irish. Um, but no, like I, if anyone that knows us, they, they absolutely know that we are season ticket holders and we love it. That's our hobby. That's like our one hobby that we absolutely will. Nothing conflicts with it. No, no, we've, we, we schedule our wedding around chief season. Like it's, it's insane. But, um, one thing Kyla's actually smart about is we, we start tailgating. We do get out there six or 7 AM and we start, we party hard. She will cut herself off. It's also because she does have to eventually drive, but she will cut herself off. I, I drank until it's over with. And then I, I until they stop serving. <laughs> and, then, and then half the time I would love to go to a bar afterwards and keep it going, which ironically enough has been the only time in my entire life that I've been cut off at a bar. That's true. And I will tell you, he was only cut off because I knew the manager. And, oh yeah. And I called him to have him cut off. It had nothing to do with the fact that I could basically not stand up. <laughs> right. Exactly. Uh, no, but it was absolutely the responsible thing to do uh, for the bartender to cut me off. And I didn't need any more. At that point, that was like 9 o'clock at night. We started drinking at 7 a.m. You know, game over. So back to the quarantine thing. Like, if you're day drinking, if you're happy houring it, if you're Zooming, whatever you're doing, do what you got to do to get through this. Like, we are all, like, in it together and everybody's methods are going to be a little bit different. If you're working out, if you're, you know, just crafting more, if whatever you're doing, yeah. do what you got to do to get through this. And stay positive. Uh, one one thing that I keep telling myself is I, I make myself think about all the amazing things that are going to come out of this. Um, I know that's hard to do because people are freaking dying. I mean, shit, it's, it, it, it totally sucks. A lot um, of negative. A lot of negative, but we're going to learn so much through this whole process. Um, I mean, I'm spending way more time with my family than I was before. Um, so, yeah, I think that there's so many good things to take out of this whole situation. Um, there's some bad, too, but um, we're going to learn from it and, and, and maximize it and enjoy as much as we can. Yeah, and hopefully, you know, through this, us starting this at this time, which, you know, thankfully, like, thankfully we have jobs. Uh, we're not currently working right now, but uh, thankfully we do have jobs, but it's given us time to be together. It's mm -hmm. given us time to spend time with our family, with Sailor, our sweet little girl, watch her, you know, big milestones as she gets ready to turn one. Um and just kind of focus on us. So I, I hope that, you know, as you enjoy this, you're thinking about what you're doing during this time. And, and hopefully you kind of come along this journey with us. Like this is literally a hobby of, of mine that I've wanted to do for a long time. And I'm just lucky enough to have my husband home to help me. Um, we are doing this out of our house, but this is kind of the goal. Like hopefully you guys tune in and you like it and you like the content and I promise this will get better. Uh, we will have guests on that are going to be super exciting to add to the show. It won't just be us talking about us, but we felt like for this first episode, we really wanted to kind of give anyone that didn't know us or kind of our stories, kind of a quick overview of us, how we met, how we got here, why we're here. Um, so if you're still with us, thank you so much for hanging in there and 
and we'll get better at this. And, and hopefully it's something that you guys like. And, you know, we'll see you next week. Yeah. And uh, join us next week uh, where our guest will be uh, Donald Trump. I'm just joking. Absolutely. He doesn't get to join us until I get my stimulus check. That's true. So once I have that, then we don't fucking know Donald Trump. He's not coming on. Don't worry. Nope. But yeah, no, uh, just to echo what Kyla said, um, this is kind of just a hobby. And and, and, I mean, if anyone can take anything out of it, uh, great. Uh, If not, well, hopefully it's slightly entertaining at least. And we'll get more in depth about certain topics, but... Um, I agree with what she said that, you know, we wanted to spend this first time just kind of get everyone a background of, uh, of who we are and what we do and how we met and kind of what our goal is with this. Yeah. We're going to get into pop culture. We're going to get into, uh, maybe dabble into like some politics, but we're going to talk about entertainment. We're going to talk about Kansas city. We're going to talk about, you know, sports. We're going to talk about, yeah, I mean, hopefully everything and, 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 us and and how we connect with it and how we connect with friends and people we know and so yeah for example i mean one topic we'll talk about probably next time is just the future of events and concerts um yep what that means um big question mark yeah um i have yet to really read anything about that um i've i've been actively waiting for someone you know to start talking about it but um how that how this whole situation is going to change the landscape of our lives uh and for quite a while so a lot of good stuff to talk it's about. big it's a lot of change for all of us and uh you know drop us your feedback send us questions we want to talk about it we want to engage with you um you can find us on instagram both of us kyla k-y-l-a underscore bradley and uh jason is casey live jason on Instagram. So feel mm-hmm. free to send us any questions, send us your feedback, even if it's just something super minimal. We love that. And um, we're going to get into it and we're excited to do this. Yeah. So thank you for listening to episode one Bradley Buzz. Bradley Buzz. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Yeah.